here. You've stumbled on into the Tap Takeover Podcast. Welcome to the Tap Takeover Podcast Festival Series. Today we're sitting down with the man himself, Mike Palin from Microphone Brewing, uh, doing a little preview for Smells Like a Beer Fest uh, Part 2. Part 2. That's a bigger, better, longer, and uncut, right? You got it. So give us the haps. How did, how did you guys manage to expand in size? So we, uh, after we wrapped up last year, we had really considered about moving away from our location to an off-site location. But as we thought about logistics and we thought about the kind of the charm of our, our place where we are, um, being in the industrial park, we have room. It's, it's, it's a Saturday. Most businesses are closed. So we just had to work with the city to see and our neighbors to see if we get more space. So last year we had two tents. This year we have three tents. So there's still be the one on the side of the building, and then now there will be two in the street. So we're just going to extend a little bit further that way. But then with that, you know, we can add 30 some more breweries. So, um, we know with all the travels that I've done this year and um, all the fests, we just got to know a lot of great people on the road. And as this thing kind of has evolved, it's like, hey, you should come up to our fest. And there's been, you know, everyone's like, yes, definitely we're coming. So, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the fest has ballooned up to 70, 70 different breweries and some setteries and meteries are involved. You know, it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's a charity event. All proceeds go directly to the charities we're working with. And, and how much money did you guys raise last year? Because it was a significant amount. Right? Yeah, it was just about $18,000. So we're hoping to, uh, to to break that this year. I know tickets were a little bit more expensive this year, but with you know additional breweries and the bulk of the, the brewers are coming from out of state. So with that, we take care of you know their hotel rooms. We take care of their, their food when they're, they're here. Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, this stuff is uh, it's, it's expensive for them to move the beer. And um, you know we pay for the beer if they don't donate to the charity. Um, we pay for their shipping, all that stuff. It adds up fast. And so as you add more and more breweries and you add um, more accommodations, stuff like that, it, 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 it adds out. But we should still have enough where we can donate a, a big chunk of change to the charity, which it's all about. I mean, um, Elk Grove Village has been a huge supporter of microphone brewing. Um, it took a little bit of time to kind of build a relationship, but once we did, it's been fantastic. We work hand in hand. We're trying to be as involved in the community as we can. And this is just one way every year that we can give back to a local charity and, you know, um, just kind of cement our plant in Elk Grove Village. It's always nice to give back, I mean, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Especially, I mean, the, the city's got to love that. I mean, is it the same charity again this year? No, every year it switches. So the first year was for the vets. Um, they were actually looking to install a elevator in their building, so they had to raise some money. So... We actually donated uh, one of the larger chunk of changes for, for that. Um, last year was for the uh, Elk Grove Village Youth Scholarship Fund. And this year we're actually probably going to be doing two different charities. We've got to do uh, the Character Coalition of Elk Grove Village. And then we're also going to be working with uh, KidServe. So just bringing them in and, and um, doing as best we can to help local charities and you know, charities that have good good missions. So a lot of them are helping out you know, young kids who don't have access to resources to do things that we are you know, granted to do every day. Um, so it's fun to get back and see kind of the, the positive results that come out of it. And honestly, the people who attend the fest should pat themselves on the back because they're they're not just coming and drinking beer. They're they're doing something positive for a community. So you're growing by, you're growing your, your size by 30 breweries. Yep. Um, what what's the attendance going up to? I know it was only about what 500 tickets last year. Yeah, last year we sold um, 500 tickets exactly. Um, this year we sold 800. So we increased by you know 300 tickets. Um, and then. So I mean, with the whole other tent, I mean, that's really not that many more people. I no, mean, we it don't was want just, to, it was, yeah. I mean, the perfect size last year. That I, mean, was, that, was, I think that was the biggest compliment we got out of last year was that um, it didn't feel crowded. And it felt like you could get everything. There was a few exceptions. There were a few breweries at the time that were just 
popping off some new stuff that people want to try. So those those kicked fast. If I remember, there's really only like two or three lines the entire time. 100%, yeah. And that's, that's great. That's the beauty of it. And um, I think, you know, people can come and relax and enjoy beer for, you know, five hours and listen to great music and, you know, enter to win some great raffle prizes and um, really get exposed to a lot of awesome breweries from across the U.S. And that's kind of the biggest, one of the bigger changes. There's a few changes this year. One of the bigger ones is that um, I really want the focus to be on the out-of-town breweries. We've gone to several fests this year where um, I've actually seen the opposite, and the host brewery is the focus. I'm like, well, why would you have these other, other breweries you know, do the legwork and fly up here and you know bring beer from their city when you don't get that every time? Go and enjoy their beers. So from noon until 3, that's what's going to be about. Go go, go meander around, find new beers, meet new breweries, try something that maybe even Chase and you can't get a hold of in your market. Um, and then at three o'clock, we'll, we'll tap the microphone shop, beer. Right? Yep. We're going to tap the we'll tap the BA bean. We'll tap the BA bean variant. Um, we'll tap. We think we got vanilla. We got hazelnut. We got a few other bean um, variants that are available. And yeah, we'll load it up and, and go from there. But focus on the other stuff first. You know, let's 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 get you guys out there. And then once you've had a chance, you had your three hours of you know kind of doing that. Come check us out. I mean, for me, I mean, it was crazy. it was my second favorite festival of of the season. I mean, great, great taste. taste it's yeah. always the best. <laughs> but but just I mean, we. It's an we, honor to hear that we though, because great taste is yeah, my favorite. So we that's were great. there and helped you set up, and knowing that great taste is your favorite too, it really seemed like the way you took care of people, the way you brought the mice, the way if they had if they had their kegs there, it was brought to their stations. It, it you it seems like you actually modeled it as as a mini great taste. Oh yeah, I mean you you learn. I mean I've been to so many fests this year and last year, and you learn what works and what doesn't work. And if a brewer can come in and um, you take care of them the night before, and they can get up and just basically you know show up and have breakfast and then get ready to pour, they're going to be happy and they're going to be excited to be there. If they got to worry about you know setting things up and things not working and missing stuff, it it, it becomes stressful. So we try to make it as easy as possible. But we also want the the brewer to be there to to, to pour if they can. Because that's a great way to interact with somebody who's out of your market. And like I said, this the, the bulk of the breweries, I think 80% of the breweries are from out of town. And that's important for them to connect and consumers to connect and ask questions. And, you know, the beer community is pretty tight. We're, we're not just um, silos. We are all in this together as a countrywide. Um, see, with all the trading going on and all the festivals going on. So this is an opportunity to connect to these breweries that maybe you've been trading for. Or maybe you've, you know, you've been following on Facebook or whatever. So get out there and, and, and meet them. And... Yeah, we try to make this as, as easy for the brewers and the consumers as possible. Just come, relax, have a good time, enjoy some crazy good beer. So now I want you to just, just give a little love to the entertainment. I mean, because for me last year, I mean, School of Rock, it was just like totally unexpected. Yeah. And those kids just blew it out of the water. I this mean, is the best thing because, um, so before I worked, before we, I started Microphone, um, I worked for School of Rock. Um, I did all the marketing for all the schools across the, the U.S. and the country. And um, I knew not a ton about the company. But I knew enough to know like that it's super interesting and, 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 and powerful. But I didn't realize the, the, the capabilities that this school had, this program had, to influence kids how to play music. And not only that, but also become leaders in school and give them the positivity and give them the creativity and the, the, um, the drive to be really powerful kids in their community. A lot, of, you know, a lot of kids get nervous to go out in front of your class and give a speech. These kids are playing in front of 15,000 people at a festival. It's a, it's a huge development for kids to you know find a positive way to learn how to use music, learn how to grow as a team. Because it's not individual. It's not here's a, here's a song, learn how to play guitar and come back. You 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 learn as a band, and at the end your your, your excitement is to play in front of a, a crowd. It, it, it's it's so special. So when we, we were doing the fest, I think now this goes back to even when we had it at um, Fishman's the first year, the second year, the first year was at um, Slapshot, second year was at Fishman's with the Pale Popper Day. 
and we, we had them play there and people were blown away and that's the best part i even saw when we had the kids play up at Summerfest a few years back for the fest you would watch people walk by the stage and they would stop, stop yeah. backtrack and be like how are those kids playing that song yeah, right. i'm like that's it that's and so i mean when they i mean whip and post when they when they bust that whip and post i think everybody at the fest just stopped and turned and said what my, is going on my here? two moments were when they started playing toe the line oh when yeah you guys yeah. opened up like it was pre-planned and, and then, then Beastie Boys. Remember when they did Beastie Boys? The whole festival stopped and was like, no fucking way. Yeah. It just rocked out for the whole song. Yeah, and they're kids. I mean, they're, they're 12, they 13, 14, it. 15, 16, 17, 18 kids. You know, they're, just, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're killing it. And it's cool to see them play some of these. I mean, as sad as it is to say that Beastie Boys are classics. Yeah. It, it's, we're getting to that age. But um, and they go, you know, they got a deep, deep catalog of awesome hits that you're just like, really? Yep. You can play that? Okay. And so it's fun. And so we get them out there and um, we, we, you know, we, we donate money to their organization as well. And this is also a good experience for them to come and play in front of a crowd that they don't get to play for. I, yeah, it's, it's a way for me to kind of, you know, tip back to what I used to do and also to see these kids kind of prosper in front of it. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Smells Like Bean Spirit, the barrel-aged version, and uh, the variant this year. Yep. And then the big change as to not releasing it this year at the festival. Yeah. So um, we always wanted to make barrel-aged beer, but where our um, country brewing days didn't allow for it because of space and this and that. And then our first year was tough because we had to get beer out to the market. We couldn't tie up a full batch of beer to go to barrels. It just it, it wasn't working. So finally, we got into groove last year and got some beer in barrels, and um, we released five different barrel-aged beers. And I, I personally think they're, they're, they all lived up to exactly what we wanted them to do. I've tried all of them except the vanilla noise, and they've all been just spot on. Yeah, so we're really happy with the barrel-aging program, and you know, I brought Mike in um, to kind of run that, and he's, he's just been killing it. We've invested more, and we're hoping to have you know, 150 to 200 full 53-gallon barrels by the end of this year, and really just kind of invested in that, in that project. What we couldn't do that last year into this year is make enough of Bean Spirit to cover everybody at the fest. So if we sold 800 tickets, we would need 800 four-packs to cover everybody. We are only going to yield about 600 this year. So it was hard for us to make that decision. But I also realized that last year there was a lot of people who were complaining that, well, I have to buy a ticket to the fest to get the beer. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good point. You don't, you may, Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. So in this game of trying to please everybody, it's really, really hard to do so. You can never please everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and so what we decided is that, okay, we'll sell the tickets to the fest. The fest is the fest. Let's celebrate beer. Let's have a good time. Now, don't worry about having to pick up your four-pack. Don't waste an hour waiting to get that or dropping it or breaking it. Just come to the fest. Have a great time. The Thursday and Friday before the fest and the Sunday after the fest, we'll release allotments. So probably 200, 200, 200. And then the variants, you know, um, 100, 100, 100. But what I think, and no one knows this yet, I'm just making this executive decision in my drive up here today um, from Chicago to Milwaukee, is that I realize the beer is expensive. Um, it's just expensive to make. It is, um, it is what it is, and the packaging format accounts for that to be expensive. So I know there's sticker shock with the four-pack at 50 bucks a four-pack. Um, so what we'll probably do is that... You, I don't you, think you're going to have a problem selling I, it. I, I know that's never the... I mean, yeah. it hasn't been the problem, but I, I do feel bad. It is sticker shock to some people, and they want it. So... Um, I think what we'll do this year is that we'll offer max allotment of four bottles, so a four-pack. Sure, or if sure. you want to, you can get two. Um, and okay. I think with the variant, we'll do you can get a max of two bottles or one if you want one. Okay. Uh, and that way it kind of you know, will lessen the blow. If people don't need four, they only want two, let's just go with that route. So that's the executive decision I made this morning coming up here, and I think I'm going to stick by it. And I think it gives a chance for maybe even more people to get it. If, say, you only wanted two, perfect. You didn't have to buy four. 
next person behind you can get there too. Awesome. So, a little bit of breaking news for us. Yeah, there you go. And then, I mean, uh, Lily, at the end of the day, I, uh, I am a, a, an old beer consumer. I've gone through these lines and these fests and all that stuff back in the day. And we're trying our best as microphone to make this experience the most appealing for as many people as we can. Um, I realize the ticket sells sell out fast. It's a product of 800 tickets. There were, you know, we have almost 18,000 likes on Facebook at this point. We've got a pretty big following. Um, and it, 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 those things sell out fast. And then with the beer, we don't make enough of it to get it out to everybody. But we're trying our best to do so with these multiple options and ways of getting it. I mean, let's say you came in came into the fest on Saturday, and you know you can't get in Saturday. Now you have the opportunity to get Sunday. Yep. But if you come in town early, now you got Thursday and Friday. If you're coming so. in from out of town, I mean, you better be staying overnight. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Please stay at a hotel, take Uber over. Yeah, be safe. But so, yeah, we're just trying to do it as best we can and make sure. But I think what we'll do next year is that we'll probably try to double up and get a lot more bean spirit in a barrel. So maybe 30 barrels instead of 15 or whatever, a 13-barrel batch instead of 15-barrel batch, you just to double it up. So growing year by yeah, year by yeah, year, you get yeah. bigger. Right. Yep, and then uh, we definitely have talked to Elk Grove Village about doing it off-site next year. So this will be the last year in front of our space. And what you don't realize is that we shut down the taste rooms for that day. Um, so we sacrifice sales on that. And then also just kind of lose out on, on bottle sales as well. So it's, it's a big sacrifice for us to throw the fest in front of our space. It's convenient. But if we could do it at an off-site location, take care of it that way, and still have the taste room open, it's a, it's a win-win for all parties involved. Well, if that doesn't make everybody happy, I don't know what does, <laughs> right? Right, right. right. <laughs> so just a couple more questions before we wrap up. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about the raffle? You had some pretty epic beers on the raffle table last year. Um, what should people look out for this year on the raffle table? Yeah, so what we uh, what we did last year was kind of a last-minute thing, but we asked a bunch of brewers, hey, if you're coming in and you don't mind donating some, some, some bottles that are you know, whales in some people's minds, um, we'd love to raffle those off. And everybody just unleashed their sellers on us. It was awesome. So we did a bunch of allotments of, you know, Cantillon and this and that and whatever we could do. And we raised a ton of money through that. It was impressive. I think it was a quick $7,000 that was donated through that. People opened the wallets real quick. We had to go back to the store twice to buy more raffle tickets. So we learned this year to buy more <laughs> raffle tickets. With all the, well, also realizing that, we um, started immediately after the fest and started reaching out to people. So we've got tickets to Sox games. We've got tickets to um, Wolves games and concert tickets and a lot of experience stuff like that the the special glassware i think black ninja who makes the glassware for the answer he sent up some really unique glassware for us to raffle off um i'm gonna raffle off all the barrel aged beers that we've made to date um i literally have i literally have a bottle of each for my own cellar and i'm raffling those off for just to do something cool for it and i know a lot of people have brought stuff in but several different consumers or fans of ours have just brought in bottles and glassware matching sets um we've got um some ahunapu variant um we've got a bunch of stuff that's all lined up for it so definitely come with uh, some extra cash if you're looking to win some cool sought after um some memorabilia and some stuff like that and um, i'm sure we'll, we'll throw some other stuff in here at the last minute as we can as we keep um, scouring for that but uh it should be pretty cool to raise as much money as we can. Awesome. So as we're getting closer to the, the actual physical beer list being released, uh, has there been any rolling in, any, any specialties rolling in that uh, you can uh, break some news on? Yeah, actually, um, man, there's, it's funny because a lot of people are like, hey, uh, when do you need to know by? Because mm-hmm. we sent out the sheet and, and people get kind of limited by that. I'm like, honestly, just make sure it's all cleared and taken care of and we'll be fine. So some of them might be last minute and we'll do what we did last year, have the records and people can write the name on it. But like, I just had a conversation with Voodoo last yesterday. He's like, "Hey, we're setting up the Barrel Edge collab with Three Sons." I'm like, "Okay, that sounds great." And then I was talking to uh, Sam at Superstition, and she's like, "There is one of two sixths of this available, and I'm going to bring it to your fest." I'm like, well, "What is it?" She's like, "It's our mead aged in 
Botologic Fundamental Observation Barrels. Oh, I'm like, man. okay, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> a little tear in my eye. But yeah, there's a few of them. Like, I'm really curious to see what happens. Like, Eric just took over at Moore. So what's Moore going to bring? Sean just started Phase 3. What's Sean going to bring? So yeah, I'm excited for some of those. And But I think most people are going to bring the heat. I mean, that's yeah. usually when you take care it's, of them. They with, certainly did last year. Oh, God, yeah. It was it was awesome. Um, but usually when you take care of brewers, like, you know, paying for the beer and paying for shipping and paying for hotels and stuff, they, they feel obligated and um, want to kick back something really special. So, yeah, you'll see, some, you'll see some good stuff this year again, just like last year. Awesome. So last question I got for you before we, we shut this down. What do you feel would be the best way for someone to enjoy your festival? If you were just a regular consumer and you, were, you didn't own a microphone and you were coming to this festival, what's your advice to enjoy it? Get the most out of it. Yeah, I think, I mean, the beauty of this fest is that you have options, right? This year you have mead, you have cider, you have beer, and you have breweries from all across the U.S. coming. So if there's a brewery that, if you're looking to find something, you're going to find something. But if you want, just go out of your norm. Don't, if you're if you're from Milwaukee, don't go to Eagle Park. If you're from uh, Chicago, don't come to Microphone right away or more. Um, go 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 find a brewery that you don't know of and pop in there and try a beer because that's what's going to be about. It's going to be about discovering new breweries for you. That I feel that I've had the opportunity over these last few years to kind of curate this list of breweries that I feel are like-minded and exceptional breweries in the United States. Go try their stuff because I guarantee there's not going to be a bad beer there at all. You know, we even talked to some breweries like Goose, like, hey, we want you to bring the heat. And it's like, all right, we're bringing the heat. We're going to bring, you know, this and that. I'm like, perfect. That's good. They didn't, you know, really, yeah, they didn't not, really bring the heat last no, year. No, and, and it was one of the conversations that we had with them. We didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to, like, you know, insult them. But I'm like, hey, this is a fest that people are bringing the A game. And if you don't, they're not going to come to you. And so they, they realized that last year, and they, they, they stepped up and were bringing some really, really cool stuff. So, yeah, I mean, as a, as a, as a, as a ticket holder, um, just come and, and, you, and as you alluded to earlier it's it's not a crowded fest it, it's not meant to be it's meant to be just a relaxed chill day for you to go and enjoy insane beers throughout the five hours you're there listen to some music eat some food and then go home and happy you know if you don't leave from there happy something's wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right well yeah. thank you very much for your time mike of i course. appreciate it and uh cheers man cheers, cheers. Oh, this has been another selling on production <laughs>